Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, the penultimate episode of Legion. That's right. Chapter 26, possibly. I believe it's chapter 26. Not only do we learn that all babies are crazy, we get to see the return of Charles Xavier and not one, but two Amal Farouks. The Legion After Show starts before, later, no, now! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hi, Daddy! Welcome to the Legion After <laughs> Show! I'm Christian Blatt, joined by our illustrious panel, which I have to commend to us. Let's pat ourselves on the back. We've all been here for a few weeks in a yes. row. Yes, we're doing I just great. Yeah. That, I just think that next week is going to be just me. But uh, yeah, because you said daddy and it creeped us out. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're not supposed going to. Back. But now was it was it the David's talking to his daddy or was it David's legion of followers calling him daddy? I don't know. So how is I, this a legit who's your daddy? Yes, that's the real question. Who's your daddy. But who's Ew. next to me? Hey, I'm Elena Jordan, and I'm upset. <laughs> but one thing you're not this week is hungry. Because last not week hungry. there was a lot of burger talk last, last week. Last week we went and got hamburgers yeah. after the show, and it was delightful. Yeah. And if you follow Alexa Cappiello at Alexa Cappy, yes, on Instagram, yeah, you would have seen that the, we all went out for burgers precisely because right. I like to document everything. Too. Yeah, <laughs> look, if, it, if you don't put on Instagram, it didn't happen. It did not happen. Yeah. I wish my burger didn't happen. Oh, yeah, I but know. you got chicken and waffles. I know. You talked yourself I should have got chicken and waffles like they told me. I asked for their opinion, and I went against it. Well, we gave you the option to go back in time and change it. Mm. Where's your True. switch, man? And then you were like, my teeth are going to fall out, and I won't be able to eat this. And we were like, all right, shut up. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> need my teeth. That's basically <laughs> what happened. Uh, and uh, Jeff said well, a lot of people. Hello. I forgot. I, was, I didn't even introduce myself. I was too busy talking about the chicken and waffles. But. Yeah, look, that's all that really matters. That's why people tune in to this show. They like, want to know what we yeah, want to eat It was afterwards. great. It was honestly awesome that you mentioned Daddy because I felt like this episode should be called Daddy. It's just Daddy this, But they're daddy, never that. called anything. They're just I know. Like, chapters. Chapter this would yeah. definitely be Daddy. The Daddy episode. What would, what would be great is yeah. if next week's episode was called like chapter one and a half. They're just like forget all the numbering. Let's just you know go back to the beginning. They're just like Legion, season three, episode eight, the last one. Yeah. Like, what? Well, if you read the descriptions on, you know, the little DVR descriptions that come up, for this week's episode, it says the beginning of the end. And then for next week, it says the end of the end. So uh, I thought the beginning of the end was the first episode of the season, but uh, that shows what I know. In any case, let's talk Nothing. about this episode and how everybody felt about it. I I feel like I'm I'm always very chivalrous. So uh, tonight, Jeff, you first. Yes. What did you think? Um, Men first. Let's um, yeah. do that. No, that, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, really. The episode was great. I I really enjoyed it. It's great to see um, Professor X back again. Charlie, and, as I call him. Yeah, yeah you know, type, or yeah. Daddy. There's a lot of different names. Lo- look, he, was but, ca- but he got look. called Daddy by a lot of different Davids Quite tonight. True. Yeah. There's a lot of who to call him Daddy. But no, it was a great episode. It was refreshing because last week was not my favorite. But we're back. We got to see a lot of cool people, and I, I really liked the episode. And Alexa, what did you think? I very much liked this episode. I was talking to you afterwards, and I was <laughs> I saying... I was not listening, yeah, so remind me what you said. No, you, 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 you said, yeah, I agree. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I liked this episode. It was great. I, I thought it was well-written. Um I like when they keep with the linear aspect of it. I know the whole point of the show is to kind of follow on this uh, journey where it's all over the place, non-linear because it's David's mind. I understand that. But the the episode prior, when they were getting all into Sid regrowing up and us spending the entire episode watching her regrow up, it was just, I was just like, oh, let's get to... Farouk, let's get to the problem at hand. But we did have an awesome rap battle. Let's never yes, forget we the did. fact that we did we get... we did have the yeah. rap battle, which was... 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Worth it. Yes. But uh, this episode I thought was bomb, and I loved seeing Professor X again, and I, and, and I loved watching David interact with him. That was so great. Now, uh, Alana, you were the one on the panel who enjoyed last week's episode. Yeah, the and only <laughs> one. And I will have you know. And I'm the only the uh, one of the other many shows that I do at After Buzz is Marvel TV Weekly. Sunday is at nine Pacific. Thank you very much. Oh. My co-host Zia also liked that episode, so you are not alone. She really liked it and told me to shut up for saying that I didn't like it. So you should have hey. just done that. So well, then shut up. <laughs> Stop plugging your other shows. <laughs> At least you're on network. Anyway, That's but what did you true. think of this week's episode? I really liked this week. I mean, I still stand by my feelings for last week. I still thought last week was great, but uh, I think that, you know, we needed all of last week so that we could have the payoff and the backstory of that one line of Sid talking about people saying yeah. they want to live multiple lives and her saying, you know, I did. I grew up twice, so... Right. All is not forgiven for last week, but at least it's referenced. It's not one of those things that it's just like, yeah, you didn't need to watch that. Yeah. You know, so it, it, at least they're reminding us, I like, guess yeah, she's different than she was two weeks ago because she... Because she lived. tied her hair back. Yeah, that's, that's how we know she's different. <laughs> she did more than that. She lived two lives. Like she right. gra- Yes, she but at the she, end of the she second life, she tied her hair back. She babies now, yeah. Yeah. right? She Everybody ran. knows. This time she's, she crawled. However... <laughs> To the actress's credit, um, I do feel like Sid is much more uh, comfortable with herself. Like, on screen, I can tell that she's much more confident Mm -hmm. and comfortable and is ready to take action, as opposed to previous Sid, who's just, like, all over the place. Well, she's finally living up to her terrible tattoos. (laughs) First. (laughs) First. So, uh, one of the things that uh, I enjoyed was sort of the, the 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 flashback, and the episode starts right at the beginning, Professor Xavier showing up in Morocco, and one of the things I like a lot, uh, Brianna, it'll actually be, I think, image two, I didn't start with the one I thought I was going to do, it was the first one in the email, uh, it's, uh, yeah, the one of Professor Xavier in the hat, this is from Uncanny X-Men 117, which in itself is a flashback story and tells the story of how Charles Xavier met and defeated the Shadow King. He looks like and Michael Jackson in Smooth Criminal. Yes. This was years before. This was like a decade before Smooth Doesn't Criminal. So Michael Jackson totally ripped off Professor X. Yeah, 100%. And the color scheme is not the same, but I, as I was watching it, I was thinking, like, you know, this this looks very that familiar. That makes Michael a smooth criminal. Yeah, mm. exactly. And look, <laughs> Amalfa Baruch, a very smooth criminal. Yes, as, as truly. So I like that we got to see this imagery. And uh, if you skip to the next one uh, as well, Brianna, then you'll see the sort of the silhouette of the, I guess, the opera, the play that... Uh, di- that the Shadow the, Theater. The, the Shadow Theater, yes, the Shadow mm. Puppets, as it were. Uh, the outline was that, that Spanish, what, is that a conquistador-style helmet or whatever that is, that you see there on the lower right-hand corner. For those of you on YouTube, of course, if you're uh, listening on iTunes, none of this is helping you at all. But You then, can picture conquistador yeah, in your head. You can picture what it looked like. And uh, if, if you want to look it up... You know, you can you can always you can always Google. You know, you can always Google those images. Uh, so I just thought it was cool that they were able to do it. It's not a literal adaptation of what happened in that episode, nor should it have been. By the way, I uh, you know because we were sort of talking about it, but that's classic X Men number twenty three, which is a reprint of the very same story. But I thought it was a better image. So anyway, I like that there were these little nods to it. And just sort of the the feel of them kind of sitting there eating dinner. I don't know if anybody's ever been to Morocco, but uh, when I went, no, there was not a table with mute children. But it, it definitely had that feel. And you haven't been to the true Morocco. Yeah, I didn't. My no, I went to the touristy Morocco, the one where they where the children at least pretend that they can speak. But uh, so I thought they did a good job of capturing all of that feeling, the sort of the the vibe there. 
And I'm sure they didn't film that anywhere near Morocco, you know. Mm. I, so soundstage. Yeah, right. yeah. establishing Considering it was inside, and they were just like, "It's Morocco," because I, I'm putting jam on I, this. I, I think they went to the. There's a Moroccan restaurant in Ventura and Coldwater. They probably mm, just filmed exactly. it there. I've yeah. been there. Great water. Filled with mute children. Oh my god! Water. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Look, I'm glad you you tried what, what they're known for, which is their water. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I thought that this this was great that we kind of get this this meeting of Professor Xavier and uh, Farouk, and there's you know some really cool just visuals. You know, obviously Professor Xavier's having his nightmare and his dream, which is a premonition to you know the things that happen over the next few minutes in the episode, which is, you should not have come, which uh, shows up a few times. And what I love about how weird this show is, when the driver comes to pick him up, he's he's holding a painting of yes, Charles Xavier. Yes, but I thought about this, you know, because you, you have drivers that you call to show up and pick you up at the airport unless sure. you take Lyft or whatever. Anyway, they have a sign that says your name. Yes, of course. But this time he had... A painting. And right. if you think about a painting, it takes A, a long time, B, you're usually staring at that person's face for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, Farouk actually said something to uh, Xavier later on, like, uh, oh, what do you say? What a privilege it is to, be, to see and to be seen. Right. And so I felt like that was a bit of a, like, I've been thinking about you for a long time. I've been really wanting to meet you. I, I, basically him saying, I care about you. So that was an interesting way to, to start off the, the scene, the meeting, per se. Yeah, one of the things that I found interesting just visually was the way that they represented the fact that this was a much younger Farouk, even though, I mean, it, it's not, the idea is that he's thousands of years old, but. He, I mean, he looks like he's like half the age of the Farouk that we know, but I guess who knows when and where he's lived since mm-hmm. this happened. So I thought they did a great job of differentiating the two of them. And we really get to learn a lot of things about him. The, the driver, whose name we never get, he is just a, a subject uh, to, uh, to uh, a yeah, subject, and my king is most excited to meet you, is actually what he said. But he talked about how Farouk was uh, that he had no parents, the country itself birthed him from the mud. So, uh, that guy sounds like he's definitely drinking the Kool-Aid, and we see that it's not that dissimilar from the followers that David built for himself, except he lets them talk. Mm -hmm. Especially when we see, like, the flash flash into Mm -hmm. David's mind, it is. Yeah, and one of the things that I found just so well done was I guess we're jumping ahead a little bit but when Farouk is sitting across the table from David and all he hears is that song and he can't get a read on him and obviously he panics and he's like I gotta gotta go Uh, Alexa what did you think about the interaction between Farouk Professor Xavier and David all sitting at the table together it was incredibly uncomfortable yeah um I, I liked seeing Farouk get his feathers ruffled a little yeah. bit. Um, finally, I this whole episode I was so frustrated with with Xavier. I I just like just understand what David's been through. Step in and just murder Farouk. This would help things so much, you know. But but he gives such a Charles Xavier like perhaps we can talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's well, just reason with him. Yeah. He's unreasonable <laughs> see i kind of i was more frustrated with david in that in that really? instance because they he comes in and you see that fruit doesn't know who he is so you should play that role, and then when you start playing the mind games, then Farouk is not—he doesn't know who you are, but he's kind of on to you. So I thought he kind of got rid of um, the disguise, I guess. I thought he got rid of that too quick. So I was like kind of frustrated. And like, you're not really telling Xavier too much. You're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And then I'm just going to mess with him. And you're just going to be, you're just going to sit there and watch. It was uncomfortable. So it was a little bit weird. So I was, I was blaming it more on David. 
But he gave him the knowledge cake so yeah. that he could know like what all was happening, which I loved the way that oh, they did the that visuals with the projector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they could have so easily, cool. you know, you know, showed it back in time, oh, let's do a, like a little montage or something. But no, they showed it on their faces, and that was such an awesome touch. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, and, and about that. It, it, it. it takes a while because later in the episode, he gets another flash, Professor Xavier does, and he's still processing all of them. It was too much for him to take in, and I don't know we don't have a real sense for how old he is at this point how long he's been aware of his powers but the fact that he doesn't even understand that there is an astral plane i think illustrates just how, how young, young he, is. he really mm-hmm. is and it's not just because he has hair because in first class he has <laughs> hair so you know this would be a long time before that though I, I think it's fairly clear in many ways he's like mentally a baby as david is an actual literal baby i suppose but he's still Xavier. Sure, still... but what, it's more like he's going to be Xavier. It's mm-hmm. sort of yeah. like... I, I understand that, but he's still smart. He's still intuitive. You know, I just, I don't know. I wanted him to... Well, not not so smart that he didn't jump on a plane to Morocco to meet someone called the Shadow King. So he's not that yeah. smart. True. <laughs> even, True. Even flying also... there and saying, or don't come here, or something like that. Yeah. I was like, alright, then... Go back. Like you're smart <laughs> enough to know if you hear something. You yeah, know. what's compelling him to stay? Well, he said, he's "Well, he's his interest. He, he does he's say there's curious. lonely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. curiosity, lonely, and look, loneliness, and curiosity. You, you we'll asked you asked that question. Why did he stay? Because you've never had a wife and a newborn child. So sometimes <laughs> the idea <laughs> of, of sitting down, <laughs> sitting down <laughs> to have a nice Moroccan meal with someone you know is a murderer might be like, yeah, but at least I'll get some sleep. I suppose. Mostly a joke. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Mostly a joke. I do like that they point out that he's an Omega mutant, though. Yeah, That's that, I thing. did take that note. I, I, You don't hear that terminology. I don't mm-hmm. know that they ever use it in the movies or anything. I don't believe so. And Farouk so. is not listed. I mean, I, I did a little quick research. I was like, all right, I knew the main ones. So we got Phoenix, Legion, Storm, Magneto, Iceman, few others. I'm sorry. I don't care what timeline this list is I, from. Iceman is an Omega nothing. That's what they said he's in this ice, one. No. He, He's Frosty no, the Snowman. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but anyway, Farouk was never listed on any list that I came up with. That's so. very interesting because he, I would say, at the time that, you know, it is impressive that Professor Xavier is able to beat him in the timeline of, well, whether it's the comic books or it's here, because especially because, you know, David has taught, he's gone back to, like, hey, this is when you beat him, although you thought you beat him. And it's the same thing, because back then he thinks that he kills Farouk and he has this experience that he's connected. He's inside Farouk's mind when he dies, so he kind of experiences it too. But as we find out quite a number of years later, uh, it's just like it is in the show. In the comics, his consciousness lives on and he inhabits uh, another body. So that would bring us to our other photograph, which would, well, there's uh, several, but uh, this would be New Mutants 31, and I think it's a, it's just such a great visual. When you look, and this is only for our YouTube uh, viewers, obviously, when you look at the, the box in the upper left hand, that visual of the obese physical manifestation of the Shadow King, that is something that we see all the time in the show. The, the yellow-eyed yeah, the, man. Yeah, the yellow-eyed man, the creepy, the creepy little doll. And you just never have ver- very quickly, what he does at this point in the timeline, there's a New Mutants character, a, a very lovely young lady named Karma. She's very thin, and he uh, it takes over her body, and she ends up weighing like 300, 400 pounds because he doesn't care about people at all. This is a conversation that I had with uh, Chris Claremont once, uh, who is the creator of David and you know a million of these characters. But... And the Shadow King is just that it's the perfect representation of how little he cares for people that he took this, you know, he inhabited this young woman and destroyed her body. But we're seeing that now with yeah. David, too, specifically when to he's switch. like asked about Switch and yeah. he's like, no, she's a, she's nobody. Yeah. She's a means to mm-hmm. an end. Yep. Yep. Like yeah. flat out said she is no terrible. one. And then and Charles Trump. having to everyone say, is everyone mm-hmm. is someone, David. And he's like. I just showed you all this yeah. crazy town banana stuff, Dad. I've been through some things. All right? I get it. Like, you, Mom is weird sometimes. Just shut up and focus on what I'm saying, right. Dad. Yes. I, I had that as my notice as the other very Charles Xavier moment. The first is, 
but David, I think we could reason with him. And then the other one is <laughs> everyone is someone. And you're like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Everyone is someone. Thanks, Charlie. Now sit down. Yeah. <laughs> but, Thanks. And then it's like this child comes up and yeah. it's like, he put monsters in my brain and <laughs> all these people are screaming. Well, I'm sure he's got redeeming qualities. He made a delightful jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And, the, and the water was delicious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, no. I know. I, they, they smiled water. extra hard when they drank that water. <laughs> I was jealous. <laughs> it, does, it does. It just seems like Xavier is just taking all of this in. And well hydrated. While hydrating. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> there's a lot more to talk about in terms of this episode. But first, that under the desk has a very important message, although I'm not sure if it's reading it so someone yes it's not even being read this is from the heart honestly it is is because I just want to say thank you to the viewers because you guys literally make us the ESPN of TV talk whether it's talking about Legion or talking about other, the other shows, we learned so much from the viewers and the comments, and we learned, and we just love the interaction with you guys. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up and subscribe as well. If you guys are listening on iTunes and wherever else you're listening to, give us that five stars because I need five of them as well, and then leave a comment. <laughs> always need five of them. But yeah, After Buzz has always been just a great place for me to learn to like better myself and to meet new people. And learn from the viewers. So I've loved my time here, and yeah, yeah. I feel like I want you to write that in my yearbook next week. <laughs> yeah. next week. No, it's gonna be, it's gonna yeah. be for sure. Hags. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna definitely write. Yeah, I see you in September. But or, you should write that. Or it'd be one of those people like, oh, you were awkward, uh, but I mean, I guess we well, could be friends. Yeah. Well, not that this isn't a tangent at all, but uh, like if you go through your high school yearbook and it says things like, I wish I'd known you better, you're like, yikes. But anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the before we dive back into the talk about the, the episodes, this is very important. We have a super chat from Silhouetted Ooh, Animator, no. who also gave us super chats last night on Marvel TV Weekly, so thank you. What's a super chat? She's a real Five dollars. Kicked into, yeah, so, and we had two of them last night, so I'm responsible for $15. (laughs) Thank you very much. But he asks, and because of the fact that, you know, this this derails a conversation, we're going to go right to this question. By the end of the series, do you think the events that occurred will inspire Professor Xavier to search for and create the X-Men? Jeff, I'll ask you first. I think it will. I think it is, like, when I saw, when you first walk in, you see the kids, that's the first thing that clicked for me, and I think it'll be more or less in the back of his mind. Is like, how can I help? And then he'll see the kids, and they'll be kind of like transitioning to that. So yeah, what do you think, Alexa? Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a great way to end the series if everyone survives, David. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because there's there's no way that this is that we should assume that the timeline as we've witnessed it is going to happen. David, maybe maybe everything does get destroyed. Honestly, it could. Yeah. So, Elena, do you think that uh, that this could inspire him? Like, oh, there's probably a lot more bad guys out there like Amal Farouk. Yeah. I should probably I get definitely. some group together. I mean, especially because the big push is with Sid saying, you know, like, the whole reason that yeah. we had this time out for her whole separate storyline being raised by Oliver and Melanie is that it's this idea that minds need to be shaped when they're young. So mm-hmm. you need to have somebody there who's going to be a positive influence. So I can see him taking from all of this that being the big overarching message and it being kind of the impetus to create the X-Men and the school for youngsters. Yeah, and, youngsters. And, and who would be the first person that he ends up contacting but of course uh, Eric Lencher Magneto who of course is also very good hearted and has the best of humanity's interests at heart. So good for him. He's a really good judge best of character. Of the best. His best friends are it's like I'm going to go hang out with the Shadow King and hey this Magneto fellow seems yeah. like, a, like a swell dude. Uh, he seems pretty neato. He sure Magneto. Uh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's where we're at right now. And uh, Panther, Panther 7 in the chat says... I'm not sorry. No, of course you're not sorry. <laughs> Panther 7 in the chat says, Iceman has been an Omega mutant for a long while, Christian, LOL. You know what? He's Bobby freaking Drake. Yes. He's one of Spider-Man's yes. amazing just friends. Just because you don't there like him. There is nothing Omega about just him. Just because you don't He's like him. He's barely in the movies. The only person in the movies less than him is Kitty Pride, and that breaks my heart. But anyway. Seems like somebody's being pretty <laughs> cold about Iceman. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we like that one. Oh, I, do, 
Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for, for supporting me in my list endeavor. Saying that no, I'm glad you did. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you did it. But uh, but I I just I just I'm, I will never be convinced that Iceman's <laughs> that powerful. In any case, <laughs> let's. Let's get back on topic now, okay. uh, which is uh, the, uh, the So episode. Switch is dying. Yeah, and David doesn't care. Doesn't care. She's losing I'm teeth. surprised. Not yeah, me. Yeah. Not I, mean, I, I, I'm not surprised to see her, like, literally spitting teeth out like they're chiclets, no. you know, just like, oh, I'm losing, you know. If she dies... What happens? Does David to get David? stuck or does he get kicked back to the present? That's right. what I was wondering. I was that, assuming he'd get stuck. Yeah. yeah and I thought they kind of like think. teased it when, or just like teased when he was. Teased it? Huh? Nothing. <laughs> Keep going, that Jeff. One, that one didn't even make sense. <laughs> Keep going, Jeff. No, I was just saying that I thought they teased it. But what was interesting to me, I remember she says, Dad, help. So I wonder if we're going to see him kind of interacting somehow and how it's going to affect where she's at right now. Robo Daddy Robo is going to add. Robo yeah. Daddy might be real daddy because, you know, there's a lot of daddies here. So We don't know that much about who, who that Mm-mm. that TV daddy is. We really so. don't. Again, who's your daddy? That's just what this episode is. That's absolutely. And then, I am glad, though, that it was like his actual dad because all of those girls calling David daddy grossed me out way worse. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, it was. And then we finally get into David's mind again. again. All the doors around <laughs> yeah. him. And Professor David Xavier doors. was not ready for that. No. It, it, it Who was, can be? And because we watch it... Closed caption? Yeah. You see the David... Oh, okay, can the I... No, well, why, don't, why, don't you be the one to, why don't you be the one to Okay, so because everybody, everybody. So we watched it with closed captioning. I'll set it up, and then why don't I let you take my thunder? All right, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. And so because we read it on closed captioning, what did we see? We saw that all the different Davids have different spellings of their names. So there's Mm -hmm. Divad, Mm -hmm. D I V A D, and uh, DVD. Yes. It's the As same ones we've seen this season, though. Yeah, yeah, of right. course. But it was nice to see. But usually you don't get them all at once, yeah. and they were coming so fast and furious. We've had them this season. Well, this is the first time we noticed the names. I guess on I the... never noticed their I, names. Oh, really? I'm usually, I'm usually so busy taking I notes. I noticed their names. Well, Elena I noticed their names. So what's up? This is news to Old three news. of us. <laughs> but that was so cool. So go back and watch the episode with closed captioning. It yeah, is that's weird, the only though. This is what's weird to me, though, because we've seen in the past the Davids talking to each other and initially, we saw when the very, very first time that we saw the multiple ones, we saw the DVD, the Diva, like D I V A D. Divad? What yeah. we saw this time. But then the second time we saw them, we saw David 1, David 2, David mm. 3. They were listed differently. And then it switched back to this one. So it was like a weirdly inconsistent thing, but it seemed like it was intentionally inconsistent. So it was trying to figure out the difference in the Davids. Which oh. also sounds like a dope band name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so we have all those Davids, and you know Professor Xavier uh, does what he does best, and he uh, runs Just away. As the David, as the David, so Daddy left us again. <laughs> he abandoned us, like he always does. And later in the episode, I think he does a really good job of actually owning up for it. You know, I mean, he actually says, "You're right. It's my fault." I've been naive. I was supposed to have the time that he should have taken the time to figure out how to be a father instead of running away and then just immediately repeating it. Yeah. And, and one big metaphor of time monsters again. Yeah. Yep. And, he, you know, so that's the whole point of what we were talking about earlier is that he's just like, yeah, I, I just so wanted friendship that I, you know, didn't want to be around my crying baby. So, uh, And Sid even points that out later, yeah. like to Gabrielle, too, where she's like, you know, it's too late later. Like, you have to. You have to love him now. Now. Yeah. yeah and and that's he's an adult. That, that seems to be the, the whole point, the conversation. I thought that uh, it was very interesting that Carrie, female Carrie, was just like. So baby David's up there right now. We you know? just kill him. We just kill him. Right. Yeah. And and Sid's like, no, that's we can't save adult David, but this is the one that we can try to save is is baby David. So I thought that was very interesting and very fitting that Carrie's just like, yeah, so we should go kill that baby, right? <laughs> I love it too that she's just like, hey, remember last week when we had that whole separate episode about my life with yeah. the Oliver and Melanie? That was for something. So <laughs> I'm very clearly letting you know in this moment, this is what it's for. Old me would have been like, let's go kill that baby. <laughs> and then the show would be over. We still have one episode. You want that money, as do I. So shush. 
And Don't then, kill that baby. Gabrielle, that was a lot of context to that. that was a lot of <laughs> Gabrie- Gabrielle is so morbid too. What's well, uh, look? Uh, her her, her life, grandma. Her grandmother yeah. was crazy. Her mom went crazy at sixteen. So she thinks she's she crazy. Got, she got the crazy in early. And then she lived through the Holocaust. And so it's yeah. like yeah. What she here's she the, gets a pass. Here's, <laughs> the, here's the thing about Gabrielle. Suppose yes. She is great at small talk. Have you ever seen a mass grave? Great starting point for a conversation. Mass grave. Try that at your next all dinner party. All animals fight to be like whatever we wanted, what we want or not. And all of a sudden, what I actually what I want to talk about is how Sid somehow didn't realize that that was David's mom. She like walked into the situation, sees this woman there and a baby. And doesn't realize that she walked into David's past. Well, I mean, they don't know when or where they're at. They just like I understand like, that, walk but like this. if she's following David, she would probably assume that she's going well, into she David's past. Well, she didn't have any past. sense where he was going to. I, I'm inclined to agree with you, but I, I can try and reason out why she didn't assume right away that oh, there's a baby. It has to be baby David. I mean. And, yeah. Two and two. Yeah, I, I don't know. But. but at the same time, they've been like all over the dadgum place, so mm-hmm. it could just be like, oh, cool, we need to do some stuff, but it looks like we're hanging out with a lady and her weird doors and a random baby. And You know? Yeah. Like, this is a random door like the, 10 feet away from and, the house. And here's the thing, they're getting back to baby David and you know the idea that uh, Carrie's so quick to want to kill him. Uh, it really depends on your the way you look at time travel because if you follow the Avengers Endgame method of time travel, it would not change anything. Killing baby David wouldn't make present day David disappear, as evidenced by Chris Evans. It would split well, Chris Evans. No, specifically when. Uh, present day Nebula shot 2012 mm. Nebula. She should have disappeared from anything I'd ever mm-hmm. seen before, but then she didn't. So, you know, time travel is like, whatever. <laughs> what do you want it to be for the story? It can go ahead and be that. So, that would have been. Don't even get me started with Nebula, who could have easily been like, by the way, don't go get that stone. <laughs> Things go awry. I already know what happens. I'm just not going to say anything. That's not who she is. Oh, come on. <sighs> But anyway, so I think that uh, I'm glad the story didn't take that turn, but uh, they could have killed baby David and been like, oh, hey, old David's still here. But I like that they have like that whole, because there's the whole recurring kind of trope of the like, go back in time and kill baby Hitler that people have, you know, had integrated into so many different storylines. Or even back to Endgame for a moment, uh, Rhodey wanted to kill baby Thanos. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. so, you so, know. Christian, I actually think I have the answer right here. Okay, great. The time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Yes, that, exactly. that is exactly. That's, that is, he explains. If you could also look up Jeremy Barami, that will also <laughs> clarify everything. I feel like everything makes sense. Now. Yeah, I mean, time yeah, is a Jeremy Barami. Yeah, and yeah. we all live in the eye. <laughs> Jeremy Barami, the dot in the eye of the Jeremy. So, I, I and by the way, let's not forget the fact that uh, Mail Carry is like it close to his, dead. Okay, He's what, like did so close what, to what did I say last episode? I was like. Mail Carrie seems to be in pretty bad shape, guys. And they're like, you guys are like, nah, he's fine, he's fine. He just took his. When did that happen? happen? We all were like, yeah, it's pretty rough. He's just not dead. I was like, yeah, but he's in a wheelchair, so he's fine. No, I was just saying that he he took the injuries way worse than she would have ever. Well, maybe he should have hit the gym a little bit more often. (laughs) He said that too because he also like got. All of the ass kicking at once, and they actually yeah. say what lung. happens to yeah, them. You're like, you're like concussion, yeah. punctured lung. Yeah. So you're like, concussed and you have a punctured lung, and you're old. How is he even still? <laughs> he's, he's like cool. Thanks for the little insult to yeah. injury that you threw in there at the end, young Gary. <laughs> please take into please note my age one more time as yeah. I sit here with all of your injuries because <laughs> you're not as good as fighting as you. I mean, he even reiterated what Sid was saying. He was like, a baby? And then yeah. like, yeah, like, we're not going to kill the baby. Like, what do you... Because th- she didn't even want to tell him the story. She's like, what's going on? Don't worry about it. We just got to leave. No, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. There's a baby up there. He's like, okay, it's a baby. And then, so just reiterating for her and for the audience that you don't just kill the baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I like her whole thing about, like, is it going to be, you know, a freaking dick when it grows up? Probably. <laughs> But right now, it's just a baby, so, you know, we can't... 
And I like how they hearken back to ye Harry Potter and we're like, there's no good stronger than a mother's love. Mother's love will conquer all things, you know. And I mean, it depends on who your mother is, though. Yeah, you yeah. Think about it. And so, uh, you know, Gabrielle, the interesting thing is what we've learned in the two episodes that she's been in. She's definitely a little bit crazy, but she's not as crazy as she thinks she is because mm-hmm. she's got people traveling through time trying to warn her and tell her about things. And the voices in her head are telepaths, yeah. not multiple personalities, nothing crazy. It's like, no, everybody made her this way. David made her this way. Definitely Farouk made her that way. Yeah. But I think even Sid and the Carries being there mm-hmm. is also messing her up. So A door that's like 10 feet away, or yeah. 15 feet away from the house. That also makes you crazy sometimes. But, you know. but I love that, like the metaphor of being haunted by the potential future that you could have had and Mm -hmm. the idea of you know people surviving even in times that they may not want to and this whole kind of metaphor for depression and everything and about like living through into a scenario that you're kind of lost because you have this mental block of what could have been but my question is do you think that she's going to take everything that everyone says to heart and actually implement. No, she's going to pop a Xanax. <laughs> Whoa, what a crazy dream. She's definitely going to self-medicate, and, and everything's going to happen the, the same way that it did. But I did think that Gabrielle and Sid had a, a very a nice, nice heart-to-heart conversation. You know, essentially, you know, could have been her mother-in-law in some weird time travel mm-hmm. way, but well, that's not where we are now. But I would say that, for me, I thought the interesting thing was when they were talking about what mental illness and depression and you know Gabrielle has such the old school way of like yeah that's just that's that's what somebody weak would call it that's not the term she she used but she was very dismissive of it it's like no I'm crazy like you she can call it whatever you want she it's weak she says mental illness what a clinical term for right. something so raw, raw. like right. an animal exactly. with their heart on the outside mm-hmm. very good because uh, I didn't take notes during that part I was too I busy. memorized it <laughs> very good no but I wrote that quote down too it was really good <laughs> okay so everybody wrote that quote down except me good so what was the next line then? <laughs> the next. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Next line was, Thank you, Jeff. There's no good stronger than a mother's love. That was the next. Line. Oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. That's that's what most of the show uh, was about. So and then David popped out and said, "Shut it, Jeff," and then closed the door. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that we talked about, and uh, Brianna, this would be our, our final image that I have there, the one that I thought I would use first. And we had uh, as close a physical representation of David from the comic books that we had. This is the, the basically the first appearance of him, so that's why I chose this one. But you see he's got the spiky hair, but of course yeah. even, even in comic book representation, uh, he also has multiple personalities and the comic book difference is that none of them are other Davids. These are all these other actual people inside Mm -hmm. of them. But anyway, so I thought that that was another visual thing where it's like, oh, we're getting getting these little tiny nods. They're not following the stories, per se, that are from the comic books. But we do get all these Davids, and that seems to be our primary David, for lack of a better way to classify him. He figures that that's why they're going to be able to beat Farouk. It's like, well, you know, the last time you you beat him, but he survived. Now we're going to kill him because this time you have me. And I thought that was perfect timing for our present day Farouk, who had been trapped kind of in that painting for a little bit, to uh, show up. And it's like, and then young Farouk is just like, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will ask you first, Elena, what did you think of, of sort of the, that, you know, it all culminated in that moment where we had two Farouks? I mean, I really, really like that they have this set up so we know going into the finale, this is the clear battle that each of them thinks that they have an advantage, that they actually don't, that they're evenly matched, that it really is two versus two when each thinks that they have this upper hand. But I think that David is greater than one because there are so many of him. But that might actually be what makes him weaker is that it's so fragmented. And whereas like Professor Xavier, it's it's very concentrated. It's, it's you know, his his mind is right. Let's He's say. like a mind mosaic at right. this point. But I feel like, I don't know, I'm interested to see how it all kind of comes together. I'm mostly interested to see what happens with Switch. And yeah. if anything's mm. going to happen with her dad and kind of what's going on with that and the whole robot imagery. Um, but I do hope that we have some more of the time demons because having them come in like the whole room kind of yeah. being that That was a very cool apart. sequence. Yeah. yeah that, that 
baby David seems to survive while everything else changed around him. And it also reminds me that one of the items in his crib, there was a moment where Gabrielle gave him a very practical stuffed red teddy bear instead mm. of a frightening, horrifying Hitler lookalike doll. So I, I, although that was back later, I was like, oh, look, it's a red teddy bear. Yeah. So she does know how to be a mother. Okay, great. But uh, that uh, disappeared thanks to the time demons. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what did you think, Alexa, as as it all culminated in the the two Farouks versus the so, the Xavier boys, for lack of a better term? <laughs> Xavier boys, I like Xavier that. Xavier boys. I that's my new band name. You know, I'm I'm one of those audience members that is now, despite how terrible of a person David is, I I want him to succeed and get Farouk out of his brain. I yeah. do. I want him to just annihilate Farouk and then everyone else can annihilate him but I do want to see him beat Farouk and so when when I saw Farouk emerge from the painting I was just like oh what timing this is such (laughs) crap timing like why does there have to be double Farouk versus double Xavier boys got a level of playing I guess so but if we're calling Farouk an omega level mutant he should be able to handle both hey he's no Iceman (laughs) I guess Farouk is strong there's levels to this Iceman come on yeah I mean I'm sure Iceman could have turned a a king into a monkey I'm sure Iceman could do that anytime he wants to the Elsa of the X-Men they they got me though he's more of an Anna though in all honesty. He has Elsa's power, but his personality. I'm sorry, we're going to say No, I was basically going to say they, they got me in that I didn't see that the two Farouks were going to come in. I was like, oh, I forgot about Farouk in the in It was the one of those moments where I'm like, oh, I plane. should have seen that coming. Yes, I should but have. I did, but I did not. I did not see it. Oh, good. Yeah. So high five. Yeah. High five from far away. And uh, Jeff, what did you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I didn't see it coming either, but I was I was actually excited when it did because I was like, this sets the stage for a massive like showdown for both of them. Yeah. And then we get a little tease in the in the trailer for next episode where uh, modern-day Farouk, or the Farouk that we've known, is um, in the room with David in the multiple doors. So I'm excited to see how maybe David uses his multiple personalities against Farouk rather than it hurting him and be uh, use him in his powers. So I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be a great showdown. I'm I'm expecting a lot of um, a lot of Davids, a lot of legions. So it'll be cool. It's going to be awesome to see and, to yeah. see Xavier in battle, though. Like, come on, it's going to oh, be yeah. pretty cool. But <laughs> you know, to 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 quote. The person from the the video that uh, Brianna showed a moment ago, uh, the, the idea doctor. that it's the f- the finale. It- I don't want to go. I, know. I don't want. I don't want to stop hanging out with you guys Aww. on Mondays and talking about this show. Sad, man. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to make we'll somebody cry. We'll just go back in time. It's fine. Oh, that's a great idea. Just back back to our burger last week. Yeah. Okay, we'll just do that. Yeah, man, and I'm for I sure getting chicken and waffles. Go back to that burger. Yes. Uh, if we hit the rewind, I'm for sure getting chicken and waffles. Just saying. We go back <laughs> to that's that's your, that that's is, your time loop. That, that is, is like the torturous is that you don't order chicken and waffles every time. And you're like, no. There to, the be, bad, for, oh. to be fair, that's worth Switch losing all of her teeth. If you can go back and have chicken and waffles instead of that burger. The sad part is there was multiple people that told me, get chicken and waffles. You know what I did? I got a burger. Not yeah. happy about it. Yeah, you're talking to that's, one of them right yeah. now. Right? So <laughs> I'm pretty sure you should get the chicken and waffles. Well, anyway. at least you can chew it. You haven't lost all your the, teeth like poor Switch. Yeah, and I don't know where. Just gum her burger. <laughs> The waffle would have been better for her. Uh, but I, there were no chicken nor waffles on this episode. But it is time for our special segment. Musical is this cue. The life? Is, is oh. this just fantasy? We're so on cue with it. Yeah, we nailed it. And so this is when we we isolate (laughs) something that wasn't real or wasn't imagined. Uh, Is that your is that your vote, Elena? The the time demons are they real or are they just fantasy? No, I was just saying that's why we weren't in sync. Is because the time time glitched us. Uh, Do you have? We were a delight. What do you have for a? Is this real life or is this just fantasy? So many. There There's are very so many. many on this one. It's hard to. It's, it's most of the episode. I got the, one. Okay, well then Alexa's <laughs> apparently. You go. Okay. Did you pick me? Yes, Alexa. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so the the scene when. Um, uh, oh my gosh, Gabrielle and Sid are talking, yes. and Gabrielle actually asks Sid, "Are you are you actually here? Are you really yeah. here?" Sid and Sid goes. 
sighs. <sighs> she didn't answer. And Sid says, sigh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my that's my moment of I think. Well, I that think was she's real. really there, but in in a way, I mean, she's not really there. She has traveled through time, and she is physically standing there. She is, but there. she doesn't belong there. She doesn't belong there, but right. she's there, and she will soon not be there, regardless of what happens. She will go back to where she belongs. Is everyone gonna die when, when if if Switch just dies? Like, no, they just get stuck. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what okay. I'm thinking. All right, okay. uh, what, what, what was your, uh, is this the real life, is this just fantasy moment? Jeff? Mine was, well, we first see that there's different levels to this um, mind game, and there's different levels to the power. So mine was when we saw Farouk's subject bring, day, or bring Charles over to Farouk. You see him, like, hold the door of the car, and then he just disappears, and he's holding the door open of the house. So he, like, kind of pops and moves in different places. So I was wondering if that was just a mind game for Farouk trying to get Dave, or trying to get Charles into the house. Not like he needed help, but just a, a way. So I didn't know if that was, like, if he was really there or if it was just fake. Well, that would kind of reinforce the idea that maybe Farouk is like, I cannot believe that guy is just walking in here. <laughs> like, he, he is an Omega-level mutant, that's for sure. Whether I'm listed as one or not, he definitely is. He should know better, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Let's have dinner. Uh, what do you have? Uh, I think the, the whole shadow theater thing, the whole mm, shadow yeah. puppet thing, especially when he's saying, you know, he was armed with his magic phrase and the phrase is... You should have never come. Yeah. And it like harkens back to his dream where he has the yellow eyed demon there, like in the whole theater thing. It seems like that was almost like it was in Farouk's mindscape. If he should have never came, why did David not just go back to the moment prior Xavier decided to go see Farouk? Because well, David kill- fell into the hallway no, too. He David, didn't really get to pick. David wants to kill Farouk. David doesn't yeah. want to stop Professor Xavier from meeting him. He, he wants to kill him. He wants to kill him. He needs him. He wants to kill him dead. He also just keeps falling into different <laughs> timelines too. Mm-hmm. Like I it's kind of like he's like, well I'm here now. I guess yeah. I'll do what I can. I still love he's how they David. portray time. Yeah. <laughs> how they portray spiky hair and I'm David. How they portray time is so great. I love that hallway. It's amazing. For me, I I, I'm sort of wondering, you know, the mute children in the same way that we see that the, the monkey was not actually a monkey. It was just sort of the that was the representation. So what was real about them? You know, were there mute children? Could they all talk? Could Professor Xavier interact with her because he's a telepath? I know we saw her mouth move, but that just might have been, you know, the way that we saw it on screen. So I don't know what was real about those kids mm-hmm. because what we saw, you know, when he, the little girl said, make them stop screaming, uh, that they're inside of her. And she had a great line, too. Every ty- tyrant has his supporters, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which is true. Yeah. I, 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 I will make no political statements based on that. I would just say that <laughs> that is up to interpretation. People can take that information and process it however <laughs> they choose that every tyrant has supporters. I got, I got nothing on that. Believe me. I don't have anything to say about that. But! <laughs> I thought that uh, it, w- it was a great interaction, and then I was just like, "Yo, what, what, what's with these kids?" You know uh, what I hate to say though? It actually made me feel better knowing that the monkey wasn't just an abused monkey, and that it was, it was a, a poor uh, king that was being <laughs> held in the body of a monkey and yeah, abused. Because he got to run his like, king. He got to be king at some point. Yeah, but I'm also like, you know, king. if it's just a monkey, I'm like, poor, poor monkey. Or, but wait, like, wait. oh, you're a person. No person is without fault. Or was he King Louis from the Jungle Book, who is the monkey king? Ooh, 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 I want to be like you. Anyway. Or the Nazi monkey from. <laughs> Indiana Jones. True, true, true. Also Eat true. some dates. The, I do want to mention something about the kids. When he walked in to see the kids for the first time, they were like aimlessly running around. It just seemed like yeah, they that's didn't what have. Kids do. Yeah, no, that's no, no, just no. Children. No, no. But it seemed like they weren't playing. They were just running. <laughs> yeah, that's children. Circles and just no. But I see what you're saying. Off. There yeah. was something very off about that whole situation, everything there, and I, I thought it was it was a great interaction between Farouk and Charles. Just with all ta- the movement around, talking them. about like, well, of course I took in these children. It was you know it was just being decent, yeah. which of course that's all when, babies you know, are crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was really the big takeaway. And <laughs> mother's uh, love. I wrote that. I wrote that down because I'm like, oh, that is absolutely true. Oh, I don't know at what point crazy. they stop being crazy. I have a four year old and a year and a half old, and they're 
both crazy, they so it hasn't stopped yet. Yeah. I'm not worried about crazy babies. I'm worried about the men that they become and the fire that will burn. Like, jeez, that, 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 that was like my dark to darker. You just met this woman. <laughs> yeah, and I take remember. A break. And she's then she, Gabrielle's like, I can one up you. You ever seen a mass grave, yeah. man? Yeah. She's lived through the Talk Holocaust. Talk to me about the Go fire of men. In any case, <laughs> that is the, the time <laughs> we have. that note. <laughs> I had to make sure we didn't get any more super chats because if I did, you better moms. Your son doesn't suck. <laughs> True. Yes, and uh, William M. ATL makes the point that Farouk's place reminded me of David's cult house. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Of course, yeah. David has the decency that they were adult women the, instead of children. But David so. has the Kool Aid, and Farouk's got the water. So, <laughs> but according yeah. to Jeff, that water's it's pretty amazing. Look, water. you gotta be hydrogenated. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hydrogen. I just I just made up a word. You know, what and I mean. uh, <laughs> Ren- Renji nine zero nine nine eight says, "For a moment, I thought we'd see Young Storm in the '90s cartoon. She worked for the Shadow King." Ooh. And and in that uh, that issue that I showed on Canny X-Men 117, you see a young Storm pick Charles Xavier's pocket, and that's just a, it's, she's a, she's very young in that. She's a child. So I thought we could have gotten that, but that little girl clearly wasn't her. Yeah. So, no. uh, yeah, maybe next time. Maybe. <laughs> maybe next time we'll get a cameo by young Storm. Anyway, that is all the time we mm. have, and we only have one more episode. What? I don't, I don't. Captain, what? I, I don't know that I've ever done a final episode of, of a series before. I mean, I guess technically Jessica Jones, but they, have, you know, that wasn't the same. Sad. So mm. this is very sad, but you we have... will be back next Monday. Yeah. What were you going to say? Right, I was just going to ask them if they're going to miss us. I'm oh. going to miss you. No, I'll miss you too. Yeah, all right. Yes. <laughs> But uh, we'll be back next Monday at 9 o'clock for what we assume will be a long episode of the show. But until then, Jeff, where can people find you? You guys can find me down the street getting chicken and waffles or at JeffWill underscore Junior on all your social media platforms. Alexa, chicken and waffles tonight? No. Oh, okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Alexa Cappy, C-A-P-P-Y. And Elena. I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ Thursdays over on the Popcorn Talk Network, 1 p.m. Pacific for Marvel Movie News. Back here on AfterBuzz TV Sundays at 9 Pacific for Marvel TV Weekly. But we will be back next Monday at 9 for the Legion After Show. Until then, see you later, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.